0: Thank you for listening to the Direction for Life broadcast with Drs. Herbert and Marsha Bailey. We'd love to have you at any of our three campuses. In Columbia, join us at 3506 Broad River Road. If you're in Orangeburg, meet us at 990 Willington Drive. In Florence, join us at 1507 West King Avenue. For more information, including service times, visit rdci.info. We hope you enjoy today's broadcast. Today's message is Carriers of the Glory by Dr. Marsha Bailey.
1: But God is desiring that we have an understanding, we have a revelation that we've been sent here on earth to carry and bring forth and demonstrate the glory of God, which is God's power. Colossians 127, I've been reading from the Amplified Translation. It says, to whom God was pleased to make known, how great For the Gentiles are the rich of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ within and among you, the hope, realizing the glory. Somebody say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. So we carry the glory which is the hope for this world. A hope for a chaotic and broken time. God wants us to make known this glory throughout our city, throughout our community. Then when we show up, we show up with the glory of God. We show up with the presence of God. We show up with answers. And so we are the glory for this time. We carry the glory. Jesus in us. If you're born again, believer, you carry the glory of God. And God says, I am expecting you to demonstrate the power of God. I'm expecting you to demonstrate the manifested presence of God for a broken world. So we're hope to a broken world. We're hope to someone who is hurting. Don't, don't hold back your prayer when something comes across your path. Once you hear a story and someone starts talking to you about a situation and then you say, well, I'll pray for you. Pray for them right now. Pray for them at that moment. Step out of fear of self-consciousness and say, can I pray for you? Can I pray? And I know it may be awkward. You may be in the grocery store. That has happened to us before. You may be out somewhere in a parking lot. You may be somewhere, you know, maybe you're on your way to the movie theater. Someone recognized you because this day and this day and time, God's glory is going to shine on you. And people are going to be drawn to you. And you may not understand it, but they're going to see something on you. And they're going to recognize someone from the inside of you. That's the hope of glory. And God is expecting us to demonstrate his power, demonstrate his, his glory. And he wants you to show the world that God is still real. The glory of God is to demonstrate the proof of God that no matter what it looks like in the natural, there's a God that sits on the throne, and he rules, and he reigns, and he's alpha, and he's omega, and he has a last say on the matter and in the situation, and that you carry, you carry this power, you carry this glory, and we see this in demonstration with with Peter and John in Acts, the third chapter, and you see they were on their way to the temple to pray, and they saw a lame man sitting there, and He looked at them. He's lame from birth, lame from birth. And he was at the gate, just sitting there begging. begging. He was begging for silver, begging for money, begging for gold and silver at that time. And and Peter and John looked at the lame man. The fifth verse says, the lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. Because Peter and John looked at him very intently and said, look at us. I got something what you don't think you realize you need. I got something for you, man. It wouldn't it be wonderful and powerful that you show up in a in a situation, maybe on your job, and they perplexed, and you tell them, "Look at me, I got the answer." And They don't think you'd have the answer because you they, they don't recognize who you've been with. But the glory of God will show up as strategy, show up as wisdom, show up as deliverance. No matter what is needed at that time, the glory of God will show up. And he says unto them, he says, silver and gold. We don't have, I don't have any silver and gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. That's the glory of God. I'll give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazarene. Get up and walk. That's what Bishop said a couple of weeks ago in Rock Hill. That woman didn't know that she was getting ready to walk um, unassisted. We saw her last week and she said, I'm still walking without my cane. And so she didn't think she had the capacity to walk, but Bishop gave her what he had. He said, look, come on, walk with me, walk with me. Peter and John said, get up and reach down and pick him up. And at that moment, his feet and his ankles was instantly healed and they got strengthened and strengthened means they became strengthened. Praise God. We remember that woman walking very weak, walking very tentatively, but as she kept on walking, as Bishop kept on encouraging, and said, hey, no, Don't look. No, I got you. You will not fall. You can't, you can do this. Her legs got strong. He gave, Bishop gave her what he had. We have to give people what we have. Don't walk away from a crisis. Don't walk away from a situation. These days, I dare you to pray for people you see in a wheelchair. I dare you to lay hands on the sick. I dare you to go to someone who can't hear. I dare you to say, when you see a lump and say, I'm going to lay hands on you. Because I believe that God will heal you. He will raise you up. Because what I have is the glory of God. Amen. I carry the glory of God. Someone say that. I'm a carrier of the glory of God. Say that one more time. I'm a carrier of the glory of God. Now look at your neighbor and say, I'm a carrier of the glory of God. And that glory is going to demonstrate proof that God's a healer. Demonstrate proof that God's a deliverer. Demonstrate proof that God is a way maker, demonstrate proof that he still work miracles. Amen. He will show up as a miracle working God. And that glory is defined as majesty, honor, splendor, excellence, and power. He wants to show his majestic um, resources. He want to show how splendorful he could be. And so he will show up in the manifested presence of God. That's the awesome, but the, the find as the glory of God. It's the manifested presence of God. That you walk into a place and you feel his presence. You sense his presence. And the thing about the glory of God, when it shows up in an atmosphere... It impacts our physical bodies. We may not understand what's going on. We may weep that's, as you get in the presence of God and you start weeping. You don't understand why you're crying. That's the glory of God. That's the manifested presence of God. Let the tears flow. Don't be ashamed of it. The presence of God is invading your system and as he invades your humanity your human form it disrupts it it cannot act the way it normally would like to act when a manifest the presence of god invades your body you may shout you may run you may fall out how oh, you may all of a sudden you may shake and you may quiver that is the manifest the presence of god but hear me now when the presence of god shows up it commands A response from your physical body. You cannot sit in church when the presence of God is going and thick and the presence of God is flowing like he's nothing's going on. There's something that's not happening with you and you need to go to God. God, something wrong with me. I'm not feeling him like I used to. I don't know why I'm even saying this. I'm not, I'm not sensing him like I used to. People shouting and people dancing. You can't hang out in a lobby when there's a, a, the presence of God has dropped in a sanctuary. You can't. It's not business as usual. I don't care what payment you're taking out in the foyer when the presence of God hits the sanctuary you run into the house of God cuz you know something is getting ready to happen in your life and you don't want to be left out you can't search social media while church's going on when the manifest the presence of God Something is not right on the inside of you. You've gone dull. You've gone dry. You need to ask God to refresh you, revive you, restore you, rejuvenate you. I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how long you've been walking with him. Every time you come up against the presence of God, he does something to you. You never get old. It never becomes common. You never become familiar. He always does something to you that you're not prepared for and that's your body understanding and recognizing that your creator is in the room that your creator the one who has formed you the one who spoke you into existence has showed up in your atmosphere and that frame demands a response to a living God to a powerful God to a great God so we can't Following our nails like nothing's going on. You have to recognize the living God is in our midst, and I must respond to his presence by acknowledging him with a praise, acknowledging him with a thank you, Jesus, acknowledging him with my hands lifted up. Glory to God. Something happens when God shows up in your atmosphere. You may be standing still all of a sudden. You get a Holy Ghost rock with no music going on because your friend cannot stand still when God shows up. The word said the rocks will cry out. The word said the trees will bow down. How can we stand still when God shows up? Something happens to a frame where the glory of God shows up. The manifested presence of God. Our offense can't stand up against the presence of God. You begin to forgive, you begin to release. You begin to change. You begin to say, yes, God. You begin to say, what else, God? You begin to say, only you, God. You begin to say, all of you, God. You begin to say something when the manifested presence of God shows up. So you begin, it does something to your physical being. And it would challenge your pride. It challenge, it'll come up against that thing in you that says, I got it going on. Or I don't do that. When God shows up, you lay all of that down because you recognize there's no one like him. When the glory of God shows up, the manifested presence of God show up, people can receive their healing instantaneously without a hand being laid on them. Why? Because the glory of God, the presence of God is in the molecule of the atmosphere. Praise God. All you got to do is breathe in and he'll change and fix respiratory issues. He'll begin to impact the lungs that was shriveled up or dried up. He'll begin to help things not moving right. As you breathe in the presence of God, your circulatory system will begin to flow like it wasn't flowing before. All of a sudden, when you begin to raise your arms, your muscles will begin impacted by the presence of God, and what was in atrophy begins to get strong and thicken. And all of a sudden, you'll grow muscle that did not was not there when you showed up in the presence of God, because the presence of God will invade your system. Because the presence of God is in the atmosphere. As you breathe in God, He does something to your body. You will leave different. When you breathe in and manifest the presence of God. We see this in record and history. I'm doing some research on Azusa Street. It began in April 9th, 1906. And it says it lasted roughly to 1915. It was was led by an uneducated, blind, one-eyed man. Led by an uneducated, one-eyed man. God don't need your degree. And one of the things they talk about the characteristics of, of Seymour, that he was hungry for God. He was a man of prayer. He couldn't put the words together, but he prayed. And we got so caught up on so much stuff in this day and time that we are so full of ourselves that God can't break through your degree. He can't break through your suit. He can't break through your forms. He can't break through everything you have prepared. God said, I just want people who are hungry for me, and I will flow through any vessel that's hungry for me. No matter what the vessel looks like, no matter the education level, no matter what you drove up to church in, no matter what you go home in, no matter what you have on, He don't care about your clothes. He cares about your hunger. He don't care about your car. He cares about your desire. He don't care about what you look like. He cares about your prayer life. He don't care how you talk. He want to know, can you worship him? Oh, God is looking for people that begin to cry out for him. Hunger for him like never before. Any hungry people in the house? Hallelujah. He led a revival movement that broke racial lines. Everybody were equal in the room. Everybody under the roof was the same as everybody else. There was nobody preferred other than the other. He led a revival that was no respecter of person. Why am I stuck here? Until we get rid of what we think people should look like and who is qualified. I don't know God will be able to show up like he wants to show up. As long as we look at people don't look right, the drawers don't look right, God stays back at the back door. It's as soon as you Welcome everybody, no matter how they look, no matter how they talk, no matter how they smell. I can't show up with people who prefer others over other people. Amen. Glory to God. They would stay in the presence of God. They would wait there for hours. They had three services a day. One ran into the other. They weren't looking at the clock. They were watching God. They were looking for the Shekinah glory to show up. They didn't watch the clock. They watched for God. One service flowed into the other service. The door stayed perpetually open. Because at any given time, the glory cloud will descend in the church. And they knew when the cloud showed up. Up, healing was about to break forth. They would sit and wait for the cloud. So, back in 1906 to 1915, the glory cloud rolled up in the church. It was a manifestation of God. God showed up, not like a fog machine, but as a fog machine. He showed up in the cloud. And when the cloud would show up, people would jump in the cloud. They would run to the cloud. And they were running lame. And they'd walk out walking straight. Legs grew. Feet were straightened. People began to heal. People got healed from TB. They got healed from all sorts of manners of disease when the glory cloud showed up. God wants his people to desire the glory of God again, to desire his presence, to call on him, to be okay that if there's a dismissal, there's people hanging around the church for a while because they're still waiting to receive. I prophesied there's going to become a time that the power of God will flow from the altar like a river, and that people will come to the altar and won't be a struggle, but they'll run to the altar to receive the, uh, the strength of the Lord, the power of God. But We have to learn how to be okay with waiting on God. And I know we got our skills and we got things to do, but that's, that's okay. If that's what you have to do, you go ahead and do that. But there's some of us who want want to see God. There's some of us that need God, there's some of us that need him to show up. And so people will come and go and it was okay. But just because you got to go, don't be mad because people want to stay because they are hungry for the presence of God. They're hungry for the glory of God. So God wants this glory to be so thick that it impacts us. Let's look at an example of this in 2 Chronicles, the 5th chapter, the 12th through the 14th. It's right after Solomon, he finished building the temple. And he was, you know, and they were offering sacrifices and they were, you know, establishing, putting the Ark of the Covenant in the temple. And it says in the 12th, foot also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them, Aspah, Heman, and Jethro, and their sons and the brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries s- and harps stood at the east end of the altar, and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. So the the praise team was at the altar. They were in position. And the priest, the ministers of the Lord, was at the altar in position. And it's 13 verse. And it came to pass that as the trumpeters and the singers were as one. To make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord as one. Not just singing as one but as one. Not singing on key, but they were united in heart, united in mind, not thinking about who's, not, who's leading or who got, who's being used all the time, but they were as one. They recognized that we're here for a purpose. We got one goal in mind. That when we open up our mouth, the presence of God comes out. That we send an invite to heaven and say, you are welcome here. That we prepared ourselves in prayer. We prepared words. So we're going to stand here and we're going to open up our mouth on one accord with one thing in mind that God shows up. Not that I look good, that God shows up. You know what? God can have you look in some kind of way, but he shows up. So it cannot be about you. It got to be about him. And so, and as one, and when uh, when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister. By reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord hath filled the house of God. The presence of God could be so thick up in here that you can't even stand under the presence of God. The pre- manifested presence of God is known as the weightiness of his glory, the kabod. It's so heavy. It could be so heavy that all of a sudden you start staggering. You're not drunk, but you, you can't carry this presence. The presence of God would do something to your physical being. You can go home because you've been carrying this presence. You've been under the presence of God in the house of God. And all you could do is lay out because it takes the strength of you. God is a heavy God. He's a heavy weight. Oh, he desired people to spend some heavy time in prayer. So we can carry the heavy weight, but I believe there coming a time that when, when we begin to worship God and praise and worship, as we begin to lift up our voices, as we begin to cry out to God to say, God, I need you, God, I'm hungry for you when the seats can't hold you that nobody invited you to the altar but you got to get to the altar you want to get as close to what represents the power as possible and you don't care what people say you don't care what people look like but you say I'm got to worship him at the altar I got to move from my seat because I need to hear God and I need to see God and as we begin to worship God with passion we begin to worship God with hunger we begin to worship God with desire that each word takes on meaning that we just not singing the word but each word means something to us as we begin to say God you a way maker oh as you begin to speak that word the Holy Ghost paint on the canvas of your heart and you begin to see God making a way for somebody oh that you begin to get a like a flash card encounter with God you know how it was when your children teaching them words you show them a word and a picture as we begin to say these words in the presence of God the Holy Ghost shows up a flash card. He shows you a flash card of your future. He shows you a flash card of your healing. He shows you a flash card of your deliverance. He shows you a flash card of your children saved. He shows you a flash card of provision. He shows you a flash card of breakthrough that each word means something that you're not saying they sing it too long, but you're saying they're not singing enough because you can't wait to encounter God and that we go before the Lord and sometimes it may require us to bend our knees and or sometimes it may require us to go prostrate and we don't care about the clothes that we pay so much money for we don't care about the hair that we staying in a shop all night before sunday but we, we need god come on now yeah you paid a lot of money for the weed but i need god yeah i pay a lot of money for these clothes but i need god i need god to show up in my home so bump these clothes I need God to show up in my marriage, bump my hair. Oh, I need God to show up in my finances, bump my Mac. Oh, I need to call on God. I need to weep before God. I need to cry out before God. I need to be able to call on his name so that his presence will show up. Anybody hungry for the presence of God? I tell you church if we cry out for him he'll show up. If you require him he'll meet you at your request. He won't fail you. He will not let you down. He will invade your soul. You will have an account We need your glory, God. We need your manifested presence, God. And we'll do whatever it takes to get it. Praise and worship can't be a bore. It cannot be a preliminary. It's our opportunity to minister to the Lord. We can't get familiar with the presence of God. Oh, they just singing. Oh, here we go again. This is two fast songs, two slow songs and someone come to pray. No, no, we're creating an atmosphere. We're facilitating an opportunity for heaven to show up. We want to release a sound that mirrors heaven. And if we release a sound that mirrors heaven, angels will show up.
0: God wants to show himself strong in the earth and it will only happen through you. We are to be carriers of his light and power among darkness. In this powerful series, Dr. Marsha Bailey explains how we must position ourselves for the glory of God to be manifested. Order this powerful four-part series today on CD or DVD. You can also get the MP3 download. Just call 1-877-798-LIFE or go online to rightdirection.info. Ask for Carriers of the Glory. As we continue to socially distance, be sure to stay connected with us online. Stream our services on Facebook and YouTube, as well as rdci.info via the Watch Live tab. Sunday morning services are at 7.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Wednesday Bible Study airs at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Friday, Women's Bible Study airs at 12 noon via Facebook Live. Consider connecting with us as a partner or an iChurch member. More information about our partnership and iChurch member services can be found on our website at rdci.info. For consistent updates and encouragement, connect with us on social media through Facebook at Right Direction Church International and on Twitter and Instagram at the RDCI. Right Direction Ministries, transforming lives and impacting generations.